What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. And on today's episode, we're going to break down Bleacher Report, another Bleacher Report list, but nonetheless, they ranked uh, the, the fran NBA franchise over the past five years, and the Chicago Bulls did not rank very high, but we'll also be breaking down what's going on with the Chicago Bulls as we pre prepare for Media Day on Monday and get to the real start. Media Day is really the start of the season, and we'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So it's been an interesting week for Bulls fans, right? It's, it's been it's been one of those weeks, like the Lonzo Ball news. Um, just kind of recapping everything that happened, and you know the you know. While some more details have come out that really what they're going in there to do with Lonzo Ball's knee is remove some cartilage um, that's kind of loose in there, things like that. It's not another meniscus repair. And I do think that, that that really does change kind of the outlook on it some. Like, yes, it's a knee surgery. Yes, he still, he still hasn't been able to ramp up. There have been good days, though. I think sometimes in that we hear that he hasn't been able to ramp up and think he hasn't been able to do basketball activities. He has. It just it's that pain he deals with after the fact someone going in getting the scope cleaning some of that that stuff out of there hopefully relieves that pain and for a lot of Bulls fans they've been asking well why didn't he get the surgery earlier in the season and so after taking some time thinking about it going over the things that happened it really did seem like him and the Chicago Bulls organization was very hopeful that that this will go away without another surgery yeah the surgery isn't hugely um like as severe or anything like that is it's very it's kind of routine like a lot of people who have that meniscus type repair have to go in and get the surgery later on. It's kind of like what Zach Levine did this summer with his with his scope. He went in and did and did a procedure that most people who have ACL repairs have to do after a certain amount of time. So it's it's a little bit of a different type situation with that. So like I said, because it's kind of routine, because it seems like the team and Lonzo were really hopeful that it wasn't going to need another surgery. And, you know, while as fans, we do sit there and say, well, you could have got this earlier in the summer. Some people have, all, have even compared it to, to Scottie Pippen not wanting to ruin his summer that year. It's not that it's not that type of thing. They it, it really could have healed as far as over time. They made this decision because it's the decision that that clears up that timeline. Hopefully more more than anything else, it clears up that timeline and gives him a for sure date of when he's hopefully going to be able to return to basketball and get back on the floor and on the court with this team. Now, I understand the frustration amongst Bulls fans, the, the reaction amongst Bulls fans, the, oh, well, maybe we should we look to trade him. He still has three years left. They paid this much money. Let's all calm down on that. And not that that's a out-of-the-world or crazy reaction to have, right, when you when you have, have a player who's ha having their second surgery in less than 12 months. He's only been signed to the team for about under 18 months. So since we signed him till now, it's, it's two, two surgeries. And yeah, it's unfortunate, but the long-term prognosis for Lonzo Ball, like I said, it, it it's it's fairly good, right? The long-term is that he's going to recover from this is just to help relieve some pain. Now, he might, may suffer arthritis later on in his life, but at 24 years old, that's not the that's not the issue right now. So, you know, and this isn't, isn't to make it right. This is to kind of calm some Bulls fans down. I, I do think there's a little misunderstanding with some people who, who are kind of not really grasping what type of surgery it is that Lonzo Ball is having, right? They hear the meniscus, they think it's back to that, they think he's doing the same surgery all over again, and it's not that. It's really to go in, clean some things that hopefully are going to relieve this pain that he feels when he tries to ramp up at times. So, you know, we'll see what it is. 
as far as the timeline of when Lonzo Ball is back, that, that four to six weeks, that's when he'll be reevaluated. We'll see. Hopefully, by that four to six weeks, they take a look and they say, hey, we're going to give you two weeks of workouts. We're going to give you two weeks of hard training. And then if you, if you respond to that well, we're going to go ahead. You're going to be back on the court. So I'm looking at it saying if, if it's four to six weeks, hopefully we get him back by the end of, de- end of December, which is a lot of games missed. Let's not be clear, but that still puts him at if he's able to stay healthy from that point on for the rest of the season. That'll still be about 60 games played for Lonzo Ball. And while, yes, it's not optimal, while, yes, it's it's it still sucks, but at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it boils down to with the Chicago Bulls team. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Now, something that I did address also in the emergency episode that I dropped yesterday after the, the Pistons trade is, you know, the, the, the thought of trading, moving, making a major move now because of the Lonzo Ball thing or even moving Lonzo. Listen, moving Lonzo is not going to happen. Let's be clear here, right? Moving Lonzo Ball is not going to happen when you have a player that's had two surgeries, minor or not, in in within 12 months, that player is not going to be traded anytime soon, not at least until he's on the court and gets a chance. And even with that being said, Lonzo Ball, if he does make a healthy recovery and things like that, we want him on this team. So all the, all the Bulls fans, all some, even some of the Ball fan, family stands and stuff that are saying, like, trade Lonzo, move Lonzo, Lonzo doesn't, all that bullshit has to stop and cease. It has to stop. Lonzo Ball is going to be a Chicago Bull for the foreseeable future, probably throughout his contract, hopefully, right? We we want him to perform and, and to be what we saw him on the court being. And so just calm some of that down. But it is what it is at that point. People are going to speculate. People are going to react. It's going to happen. You can't control it. But at the end of the day, much like with the anti-maxers with Zach Levine that had these think pieces and long drawn out, even in the comment section here about why Lonzo Ball is going to be here. Just like Zach Levine got the max. It is what it is there, period. And so let's hope for the speedy recovery and health and hope that this surgery to go in there and clean up some of that that stuff in his knee really does relieve that pain. And so when he does ramp up again, we're ready to go. We get a more clear timeline. We get a more clear picture of when Lonzo Ball is going to be back on the floor for the Chicago Bulls. With that being said, for the people who are questioning, should the Bulls make a move? With Lonzo Ball being out, will they make a move? Are they going to go after the the fans that are just so lazy without researching to just throw out the word cheap because of it? The fact of the matter is, is that there's not a lot of uh, potential moves that the Chicago Bulls could make. They just don't have a lot of assets to do so. Somebody could say, hey, we'll move on from Vooch. Move on from Vooch for who, right? Realistically, for who? Vooch is going to be a Chicago Bull as well. We got to, at some point, it kind of is what it is with the Bulls, but let's use that to segue into Vooch Report's ranking of every NBA franchise for the past five years. And so with that said, in, in this list, the Bulls came in at 29th. Over the, la- over the last five years, the Bulls have only had a 38% win percentage, which is good for 27th in the whole NBA over that time. They have a net rating of minus four, which is good for 28th and, po- and playoff points zero for last and how they rank playoff points is playoff wins and things like that. And so, you know, and that plays into a part of why you see the reaction that you do for so many Bulls fans, That is, especially with Bulls fans reacting to the fact that other teams have made moves and wondering why those Chicago Bulls aren't one of those teams making these moves and all those things like that. It plays into a part we know we've had a very, the end of the Garpax era, the almost last decade of the Garpax era was a tough era for Chicago Bulls fans, just drafting without focus, without all of this. Luckily, it, it, to me, I read this and I see this article and I'm like, thank God for AK and Eversley, right? Thank God that they came in with the focus. While some Bulls fans will have you believe that the Bulls are still going to be the same, they're going to be in the play-in, wherever else, at the end of the day, having a, a, a front office with focus and vision now and allowing them to see that through, it was never going to be a quick two, three-year turnaround where we just get back into championship contention. It takes some time. 
and they're building the bones of that. I like the way that they've drafted over the time. I like uh, most of the moves that they've made. And we talked about it. Talked about the worst and the best moves last week. I did a video on each. They haven't. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been much better than what we had before. And we're always going to have issues as a team. We're always going to have things as fans that we sit back and we want to see this team do better, think they should do, or moves that they should make, and things like that. And then it's, it, it can be frustrating when we don't. But we deal like things like we do now with this Lonzo Ball injury, and it causes more frustration. And it's all natural to feel that way. But this, this, all this article made me do is realize what we've been through as a fandom over the last five years, over the last decade, so to say, and the fact that we are improving from that, that we are drastically improved from then. This roster that some people are, 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 doubt, are down on at this point, I think they're going to show a lot of things. I think we're going to see some progression from some key young players that really take this team up higher than what some people were expecting. And now to have Zach Levine locked in, healthy, even some people try to throw that injury-prone label towards Zach Levine. Zach Levine had one major injury in his NBA career, and that was the ACL. That ACL did not cause him any problems up until this past season where he had to go get in the scope, which was normal. And over the course of that time, Zach Levine has improved his game, gotten more efficient, improved his scoring every single season except last season there's a lot to be hopeful and promising on this team and i for one am happy at where we sit now as a team overall do we have a lot of work to do to get to being a championship level team absolutely do we think have things that we need to improve on coaching wise player wise absolutely but those things are always going to be true at the end of the day like i'm looking back at this and i'm saying hey i am thankful for where we are compared to where we were at and yeah the last decade has not been, been kind or fair to us. It hasn't been pleasant in many ways, but we're taking those steps. We're, we're improving and taking those steps. And as media day approaches for the Chicago Bulls, which is the unofficial start to the season, because after media day, we got games shortly there. We are, we are only about, what, like 10 days away from Chicago Bulls basketball on TNT, no less at that. No less at that. Come on, man. This is, this is an exciting time. Once media day kicks in, that's where everything really starts getting rolling. It gets accelerated. We'll be seeing things from practice, hearing things about improvements players have made, find out what the starting lineup is going to be, all that. This is an exciting time, at least for me, not only as a content creator, but just as a Chicago Bulls fan, because we're getting back. We're getting back to where we need to be. So when media day opens at 2 p.m. on the 26th, you, you guys best well believe I'll have a video shortly thereafter because it's an exciting time to be a Bulls fan. But before we go, I want to do talk about this last thing of overall basketball news and that's Ime Aduka and uh Udoka you guys know I've murdered some last names it is what it um but with the Boston Celtics so they have officially suspended him uh for the whole season even in that release they did mention how a decision on his long-term future is going to be made at a later date this all points to he's going to be fired they completely expect Udoka to be fired as the head coach they're probably going to use this next year to to Scout, look at some coaches, some, some even articles have mentioned Frank Vogel, but Brad Stevens, being the president of basketball operations, don't be surprised if he pulls a Pat Riley and comes down for a little while if, if he has to right the ship himself. But at the end of the day, I do expect this, and this situation has gotten even more weird, right? So it started off with, with the Celtics uh, tweeting out that he had um, a, a, a consensual relationship, and then there, it came out like there's this like mysterious burner account that tweeted about this three hours before anything was released, which is weird. And then now, today, we get more information released that he made unwanted, even though the relationship was consensual, it was the unwanted comments recently that then prop prompted them to do it, to probe into the nature of the relationship. So this is one of the weirdest situations in basketball. I can't remember a time when we've ever seen a coach suspended for a year, usually just fire him. 
And this has naturally brought up some conversation on should this have even been made public? Should this have been something they handled in-house? Should this have been something they, they just should have just fired them from the get-go? Players, analysts, everybody's speaking out on it. Where I sit at it is this. Yeah, they could have handled it in-house. They could have handled it, fired him, whatever, without making it. Because they made the decision to suspend him, it was always going to be a lot of questions made. And even if they did say, hey, go ahead and resign. We'll just say that you resigned from the Boston Celtics for whatever reasons, disagreements or whatever else. Something would have come out about this. And then once that burner account, once you saw that burner account that tweeted that out three hours before anything was officially released or said from the team or anything else, this kind of thing was always going to get out. Have they handled it the best? No, I wouldn't say that they did. Should he may have lost his job? I would say for the consensual relationship part, no. But if that is making you make unwanted comments towards somebody on your staff, whatever, and they it got seen by other people, it didn't seem like this person reported it. But other people saw it, noticed it. It caught the attention of the um, the upper uh, management of the Boston Celtics. It was always going to lead to this way. Not saying it's right, not saying it's wrong. That's not for me to judge. But this is just a unique situation. This, the Robert Sarver news, everything all coming down like within a week of each other is just, it's, it's, a, it's wild. This is supposed to be the dead time in basketball, and it has not been dead because of everything other than basketball besides a, a trade or so going down. This is it's been crazy, but let me know what you guys think about that situation, everything down below. But that is it for today's episode of Chicago Bulls Central. Make sure you're following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text and or voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. Get those voicemails and texts and emails in. Tomorrow morning's the mailbag episode where it's all based off your thoughts, your ideas, your voicemails, your emails, everything. So get all of that in. So we can have a fun mailbag episode over the course of the weekend. But that is it for me. Like I liked in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.